This Sunday of uh, Easter, fourth Sunday of Easter, is traditionally known as a Good Shepherd Sunday. We always have a, a gospel where Jesus is using that image in connection with his own personhood and his own, own ministry. And uh, in Jesus' time, that part of the world is very much uh, agricultural type of economy for the most part. And so uh, shepherding and sheep were, were, were a huge part of that. And Jesus would oftentimes connect with uh, nature to illustrate the truths of the kingdom of God. And so this one has a lot to do with a, the identity of God. And if we, want, if we want to know what God is about, and sometimes people will ask, well, how, do we, how can we come to an understanding of you know, the mystery, the magnitude of God? You know, we look, at, uh, we look at what Jesus did in the Gospels, and we look at what Jesus, or listen to what Jesus said. And he says, I am the good shepherd who lays, lays down my life for the flock. So our God sacrifices for us, and we certainly see that on the, uh, with Jesus on, on the crucifix. And so our God is not uh, disconnected, uninvolved, aloof, but rather draws close to us in a, a, a compassionate, sacrificial love. And we see the fullness of that in, in, in Jesus. And uh, we, I mean, we all, we all need that, that type of relationship with God. And, uh, you know, the, you think of this past year and all, all, the, all the challenges, you know, to know we're, you know, we're, not, we're not walking alone. Jesus said, I will be with you always until the end of time. You know, in the Easter season, we're going to move toward Pentecost, the conferral, the Holy Spirit. And so Jesus is risen. He is alive and well, also alive and well in, in the church. I just, uh, just yesterday, we celebrated First Communion with uh, many of the children of the parish. We have another, another group who are going to make in their First Communion next, next weekend. But the, the, the Holy Eucharist is a, a powerful way that Jesus comes among us to nourish our souls so that we can be strengthened as, as, as his disciples in, in, in the world. And a little under a month, we're going to celebrate the Sacrament of Confirmation. So Bishop, Bishop Malloy will be here. You know, the Jesus, Jesus uh, he, he touches our lives in a powerful way through, through the sacraments. And we have, we have a baptism after the 1130 today. We had a quinceanera yesterday. Weddings are starting to happen again. So it's, it's great to see the ministry life of the church come, come back alive during this, uh, this, this, in light of the pandemic and more people, more people coming back to church. And I'm gonna to touch on that a little bit at the end of my, my, my homily today. But uh, this weekend around the diocese, we're, we're adding some special reflections on our, our diocesan church. We know that most of the, uh, the ministry life takes place at the local level in the parish. So St. Bridget's, St. Bernadette's down the road, Holy Family, we have 105 parishes in our, in, in our, in our diocese. But we also belong to a, a diocesan church. We're part of the Rockford Diocese, and we cover most of northern Illinois, the eastern part, the Fox River Valley, all the way to the Mississippi River. We've got suburban parishes, urban, rural, increasingly diverse dioceses ethnically and culturally. We have schools, we have hospitals, so there's, there's a lot of ministry that takes place at many different levels. And uh, we experience most of that at the parish level, but we're also part of, a, of this, this diocese. And there's very important ministries that take place at that level as well. And I just mentioned that because uh, next weekend we're gonna be having the, um, the, the pledging for our annual diocesan stewardship appeal. It's a once a year appeal to support our, our diocesan ministries. And if I could just comment on, on, on a few of those, and there, there's many, but a few of the, this, this particular appeal 
supports a seminary and education. So I was a beneficiary of that many years ago, Father John, Father Grismer. You know, this parish has been blessed with a lot of wonderful priests over the years. And, uh, you know, that, that formation and that education happens really because of the, 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 the support of the people. We're going to have a, a seminarian coming to us at the end of May, Ian Ordonez, who's going to be with us for, for the summertime. But our, our parish is a great place for, uh, for young seminarians to get a sense of, uh, of ministry and what, uh, what, what priestly life can, can, can be about. So that, that's an important area. I, for many years, I was, I was a director of campus ministry in our diocese down at uh, Northern Illinois University. And um, you know, we, we, we relied on some support through this particular appeal because uh, even though there's a small parish uh, community there, it was mainly college students. And, and uh, so obviously the support they could give would be very, very little. So we relied on, uh, we would not have been able to do the ministry we were able to do without, without the support from the diocesan appeal. But it also supports our, our permanent diaconate office. And we were blessed with excellent deacons here, lay ministry formation. And there's a whole service dimension in, in the diocese particularly in connection with Catholic charities. And a lot of times we don't see what takes place there, but you know, they, they, they draw quite a bit of support from this particular appeal. And so there's, there's also a diocesan offices that, uh, that resource important ministries like our Catholic education office, religious education office. We also have the uh, Office the the Deaf Apostolate and 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 many other important ministries. So we're going to have that pledging. Maybe you've received the appeal information in the in the mail this this past week. But each parish is given a, a target amount toward the overall diocesan budget. A good good news thing from last year, when we were doing this last year, I mean, we were really completely shut down because of the pandemic. And I'll have to say our, our parish really stepped up because we 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 made we made our our goal. And uh, so even from a distance, people supported the, uh, you know, this appeal in a great way. So we're a little bit more back together this year. So uh, our, our fair share of the diocesan budget, our target amount is 113387 So it's a significant amount. But I think if we all, uh, we all participate and, and do what we can do, you know, we should be able to make that goal. It's important we do because any shortfall we would need to make up out of our operating budget and anything we raise in excess of that would come back to our parish for, for our ministry years. So I just ask you to you know, give it some prayerful reflection. And if it's possible for you to uh, pledge 250 over the course of the year, that would be great. Some of you can pledge more, some will need to pledge less. When we're talking about stewardship, it's really a, a, a reflection on, on, on our lives and what the Lord has blessed us with. And then how do we use our time, our, our, our abilities, resources for the advance of, of the Lord's purposes here on earth, for his glory and for the upbuilding of the church. So uh, please give that some, some uh, prayerful re re reflection. And uh, I have more information in, in, in today's bulletin if you want to take a look at that after, and take one of those uh, with, you, with you today. I also wanted to do a, a little, uh, an announcement at this time of the Mass. And uh, I know many people are connecting through the live stream, but uh, we usually don't do any announcement type things at homily time, but this one's kind of important because we, uh, uh, maybe we've noticed that there, there's, more people, there's more people coming to Mass, and I think more people are getting vaccinated and feel more comfortable uh, coming here. And so, uh, but the, what, one of the challenges as we get uh, more crowded is we, we still have 
the uh, constraint of uh, you know a 30% capacity in the church. We need to keep the distancing and you know, you know a, a safe environment in, in, in the church. But to, starting next Sunday, May 2nd, we're going to be adding a mass. So we're going to be adding a, a 5 p.m. Sunday evening mass. So that will uh, begin next week, and we'll continue that. And then a periodic, we'll kind of evaluate and see where we're at. I think we'll. Who knows when uh, you know normal is going to be, but uh, for, I think for for a while anyway, we're going to be kind of where we're at now with you know our our, our, our seating, and uh, but that's on the that's on the horizon starting starting next week. So we'll, as we gather today on this uh, Good Shepherd Sunday, we thank the Lord for His compassionate love toward you and me. When Jesus uses that image, I mean, it really reflects the. Uh, kind of the care and solidarity that, that God has with us as, as creation, most fully expressed in, in Jesus. So, you know, during this Easter season, you know, my prayer for all of us is that uh, we allow the Lord, the Good Shepherd, to be more and more the Lord of our lives. It's so easy to drift, isn't it? You know, so we, we allow him that the more he is really on the throne of our hearts, the more we receive wonderful gifts, a spirit of perseverance and wisdom and humility and compassion and all, all, all the fruits of the Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit. So let us open our hearts wide to Jesus, the Good Shepherd, in a special way as we receive the Eucharist today. And what greater compassion can the Lord show for us in coming right here into our midst to nourish each one of us with his real presence? So let us uh, just take a moment of quiet and as we uh, thank him for the wonderful gifts he brings to us and let us pray for our church that we can be, continue to be strengthened as the body of Christ.